Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Puppies and kitties. Books and movies. Yes, we love these. Listen to this podcast, please. Can I tell you guys a quick story before we get started? It's a very quick story. Um, Now that we're recording. Yeah, yeah, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) So this is my third time dog sitting at this house. And Lauren and Vimmel do not have a coffee maker. They only have an espresso machine. So this time I brought my Nespresso maker with me. Because I was like, I "I need an actual cup of coffee in the morning. Not wow, like yeah. espresso. It's just not the same. So I'm drinking my Nespresso. That was my point. Anyway. Nice. I have hot- I'm drinking um, almond milk eggnog that really <gasps> kind of tastes like bubble gum. This has the um, like eggnog creamer stuff in it. The, really? Um, oat I'm milk, not. Oat I'm not super creamer. impressed by this um, particular eggnog, so I will not be buying it again. Ooh, who was it? Do you want to shout them out on this pod so that our listeners? You know mean not to shout buy them it? out? Like, don't buy this. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't. We're I don't never going to get remember. a sponsor, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Me... Well, maybe one of the other brands of eggnog will sponsor yeah. us. <laughs> uh, we're now accepting applications from rival brands to whichever one this Rival is. eggnog brand. <laughs> Califia Farms, Holiday Nog. Oh, yeah. Califia Farm- not Farms buy. sucks. <laughs> All right. So, like, Oatly and you guys, you hit us up. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Let me tell you what mine is. Yeah, I want to hear from Silk. I want to hear from Oatly. <laughs> I got the... <laughs> I've got the Ooh. Nut Pods Almond and Coconut Holiday oh, Nut, so that's nut Pods. I think yes. my thing is, like, I want my creamer to be a little sweet, and Nut Pods is like, we absolutely will not be sweet. Oh, I do not like sweet coffee at all, so this is great, because I get the but flavor without the eggnog, sweetness. how is it... How is it eggnog flavored without any sweetness? It tastes like something without being super sweet. Isn't it just egg flavor? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't the sugar what makes it nog? Yeah. I'm drinking hot I cocoa with straight up whole milk. Like a toddler. Nice. Because that's the kind of milk I yeah. have. I mean, that sounds because delicious. Because there's a toddler in the house. Because there's a toddler. <laughs> I have water. So I'll probably have... 
tummy problems <laughs> all night. But so have well, I have also rum in my eggnog. That's an important factor. Mm. Maybe have we all shared the our rum beverages? tastes like bubble gum. Yeah, maybe it's the rum. Well, yeah. now that everyone that. knows what we're drinking. <laughs> Welcome to Book Squad Goals. <laughs> milk Squad Goals. Thank you. Oh, I'm going no. to tell you what kind of milk Ooh. we all have in our drink right now. <laughs> we all have a little bit of milk except Mary. Yeah, Mary, did you want to did you want to go grab some milk before we <laughs> Absolutely start? Absolutely not. No one soy is <laughs> not being represented right now, so if you could go grab some soy milk. <laughs> we would have all yeah. the milks together. I do have some silk creamer. Yeah, pour it into your water. Go get it. <laughs> <laughs> like I was Have saying, mocha, welcome to book mocha soy milk water. Mm, Hi, delicious. Susan. I'm ready to be welcomed. <laughs> Thank you. Come on in. This is my <laughs> living room. I'm sitting on the floor. Pour yourself a yeah. glass of milk. <laughs> I'm in a cozy, <laughs> pour yourself a warm glass of milk and settle on <laughs> in to listen to this podcast. Today, we're going to talk about. Looking Glass Sound by Catriona Ward. Um, I made the mistake of reading this months ago, and you'll see why that was a mistake soon. <laughs> but before we uh, get all into it, we are, of course, going to spoil it. Um, but even I feel like even if you listen to us talk about it, you might still have a totally different experience if you read it. So this might not ruin it for you is what I'm saying. Um, anyway, yeah. uh, for the intro question... I wanted to ask, what is your favorite example of a story within a story? This can be like in a movie, in a play, in a book, anything you wish. It could be the tangents that we go on every episode. Emily, I feel like I know what your answer could be. Oh my God, can you tell me? Because I can't think of anything. Weathering Heights. Oh yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, that's true. (laughs) Mary answered for me because that is my favorite book of all time. I think yeah. I think the greatest thing about Wuthering Heights is that, I mean, there are a lot of great things about Wuthering Heights, but, like, the greatest thing about the fact that it's a story within the story is that, like, the person listening to the story is constantly just like, this story is so interesting. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. Whoa. Like, whoa, whoa, I'm just so riveted by this story that this person is telling me. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my answer. That's a good one. Thanks, Mary. Yeah. <laughs> What's mine, Mary? This is Kelly. <laughs> oh, I, I have <laughs> Mary has to pick it. Yeah, what's you. mine? I just know Emily likes Wuthering Heights a lot, so I was yeah. like, I'm pretty sure this is. I wasn't even thinking about it in terms of, like, because in those situations, I'm like, is the other story even really a story? Like, the framing sure. narrative, I'm always like, I guess in Wuthering Heights, it's a little more than in something like, there are other books where it's literally just like the beginning and the end, and they're like, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you a story. Like in Frankenstein, for example. Yeah. Um, But uh, I was going to say, this is Kelly, I'm going to say adaptation of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a good movie. which is a good movie and it also is kind of interesting because it's an adaptation of a book but yeah. the the book is actually the the story within the story of the movie because the movie is about adapting 
the actual book that it's adapting, uh, which is The Orchid Thief. Um, yeah, I just think it's really um, interesting and clever and also has like a – it has like two kind of solid storylines going on in a way that a lot of – stories within stories. Sometimes when I read stories within stories, I'm like, okay, can I get back to the actual story? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I don't feel that way with that movie. I'm trying to think. Like, I know there are things, but I can't... I can go while you, while you think, if you want. Yeah. So, my... The first thing I thought of was that play that Sidney Prescott is in, in Scream 2. <laughs> which like i know we talked about this when we talked about that movie but like why why would you do that if you like we're we're like dealing with trauma you would not exposure therapy because we had to drive home the point that no one listens to her and she was being cassandra um but i actually thought somebody else was gonna say that um so then i decided to say something else too so now i'm cheating and telling you two things but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um you might recall in sundial <laughs> this book that i'm obsessed with by oh Katrina yeah Ward, that uh rob the main character is also writing um like a young adult novel oh yeah um, yeah and when i don't know like on the first couple chapters of that i was kind of like oh i want to get back to the real story too but then like Especially in hindsight, at the end of the book, you can see that she was weaving in some, like, important relationship stuff between the characters that, you know, I thought it was, like, well done and, like, an interesting use of the story within the story. Yeah. I will talk about Sundial a lot more this episode, so... Luckily, okay, well then you're just hold on to your milk. Free reign to talk about Glass House on Needless Street. <laughs> That's if you fine. Do that. This is uh, this is no spoilers for um, those though. No, we I'm won't. gonna say I'm gonna say House of Leaves, mm, which is like one. 500 stories in one story. But close second is The Outsiders because the story within the story is so stupid. <laughs> That's kind of different. That's kind of like a, and it was all my English paper. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so oh dumb, and I love I, it. Susan, can I get some dog advice? Yeah. Real fast. Monty keeps bringing his toy over to me. What to do play. I do? I know, but I, I can't play right now, so how, how can I make him happy? Um, I mean, if you... If you can't do anything, uh, you unfortunately are going to have to ignore him. <laughs> I already gave him a treat. I told him to go sit in his place, and then he went and got a different toy. What <laughs> yes, now it's time to play. Oh, probably she doesn't want to play with that one until you don't engage. I with walked him, him for a, for an hour before this. Um, what does he want me to do? Just like throw it? Yeah, maybe. Or or he wants then to do like bring a tug it right of war back. situation. It's hard to say. There, go get it. Just treat it like ha- Remy crying in the background. I know, but he's... Same, same approach. I think it's harder because it's not my child, and it's yeah. sort of like, you know, like, when it's your baby, you're like, I can ignore him. But it's not my baby. I yeah. feel like I'm supposed to be like... Like, I get nervous when I leave him alone to be for several hours, because I'm like, like, 
It's I don't know. When baby. I was babysitting my cousin's dog, I was immediately like, leave me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I just sometimes I'm just, like he sometimes he brings me a toy and I'm like, I don't know how to play with you. Like, I don't know what you want, you know, so. Yeah. If you if you want him to stop, though, unfortunately, you will just have to disengage. <laughs> for All right. I'm, I'm going to do that. I apologize. No, it's okay. It's part of the dog sitting journey. Yeah. Um. Okay. Let's. Uh. Did everyone go? Yes. Okay. So now we're gonna do the Goodread summary. I think there's a mistake in this summary, but let me know. Probably. Um. All right. Looking glass. I th- it wouldn't be a Goodread yeah. summary. Looking glass sounds I, I just, a little bit wrong. I. I feel like okay. Before we get into the summary, I feel like. <laughs> The person who read the book and then wrote the summary maybe didn't understand the book. Finish? (laughs) (laughs) It's possible. Or, like, maybe just read, like, the first 20 pages. I don't know. Anyway. And then the last couple of pages? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. No, you're fine. Um... Before you start, wait, one more thing. (laughs) Do one of you want to read it? (laughs) No. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Looking Glass Sound is the newest twisty psychological horror novel from Catriona Ward, the internationally best-selling author of The Last House on Needless Street and Sundial. In a lonely cottage overlooking the windswept main coast, Wilder Harlow begins the last book he will ever write. It is the story of his childhood summer companions and the killer that stalked the small New England town. Of the body they found and the horror of that discovery echoing down the decades. And of Skye, Wilder's one-time best friend who stole his unfinished memoir and turned it into a lurid best-selling novel, Looking Glass Sound. That's the mistake. That wasn't the name of that book. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. You'll see why no, later that like, was an easy mistake yeah. to make, but we'll get there. That was a novel's name, yeah. but not that right. novel's <laughs> But yeah. as Wilder writes, the lines between memory and fiction blur. He fears he's losing his grip on reality when he finds notes hidden around the cottage written in Sky's signature green ink. Catriona Ward delivers another mind-bending and cleverly crafted tale about one man's struggle to come to terms with the terrors of his past. Before it's too late... So spoil. We said spoilers. We did, but right? we can say it again. Okay, we go spoil. Spoilers. I just this this. I was for a minute. I was like, wait. Well, maybe they're trying to say that. I was like trying to think of a way to connect the novel so that like maybe this is the novel that he wrote. But like, I'm like, no, that's absolutely wrong. <laughs> that's just not right at all. Um. Yeah, I was like, I'm pretty so. sure it's wrong, but also it has been a minute, so. But no, no, it's wrong. I was just trying to think of a way that it could possibly re- be right, and then I was like, there I don't probably think is any some way, way in which it, it is right, but we're not gonna chase that down today. Um, so this came out in August. <laughs> Susan's doing a peace sign, by the way. Um, we're not doing that today. Okay, see you later. Peace <laughs> out, Susan. Out. Um, I, this came out in August, and I read it like immediately because I was so excited about it. Um, mm-hmm. It is not probably a book that you should read, like, way ahead of time if you're going to discuss it with anybody or if you want to remember anything because there's a lot to remember. Luckily, uh, I took some notes on my phone back then when I finished it Uh to be like, you're going to forget this (laughs) because I know myself. Um, And Yeah, I feel like you really need a diagram for this one. The note was somewhat helpful, but I really had to, like – 
do some digging to remind myself what happened. So I finished it today and I, I don't know that I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like while I was reading it, I was like, okay. And each new thing, I was like, okay, so that actually is this. And then it would be another thing. And I was like, okay, never mind. What I thought before is wrong. <laughs> it's Forget everything you this know now. about this book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Replace it with a bunch of facts about this other book. <laughs> like, I know in theory it makes sense, but it's just so many. Yeah. I do need a diagram. Yeah, yeah. I would love it's some like sort of chart. And you know how sky, I feel about that. Sky yeah. is a man, but also a woman, but in the end, a man. No. A woman. <laughs> but also <laughs> a man. <laughs> Sky was a man first, and then a woman, and then and uh, then she a fake woman, and then a real woman. No. But, but she, but then she transforms into man Sky and is like, "Touch my heart." Oh, yeah, and it and his chest is flat. But that was Harper transforming into Sky from the book. Clearly, this is all very simple and easy to understand. So this is why. <laughs> this is a, yeah, go ahead. This is maybe a difficult, like, book club book to, to do, but I didn't know that mm-hmm. for me. Um, no, we just know Catriona Ward. I we just love know her icon. We stand and still do. So, but um, my first question, as you can see, is really long. So basically, I just want to try to, like, ground us in the, major plot points because I don't know how we're going to talk about it without like establishing some stuff that happened in some sort of order. So I'm going to read through these. Feel free to jump in at any point and like supplement so that I'm not just like talking forever, but I feel like this is the only way in. So starting with point A. First, we are in a memoir called The Dagger Man of Whistler Bay, which is written by Wilder Harlow in 1989 he's talking about the events of this summer that he spends with his two friends harper and nat um and this town that they're in is being plagued by the dagger man who is an intruder who takes polaroids of kids while they're sleeping while he holds a dagger to their throats but then it turns out he's actually a serial killer he's not just taking polaroids Susan, yeah. I'm raising. Emily oh, so, well, I can't. I have the doc hand, hand, so I can't see you. No, no, I know. So I no, I think that's great. That's exactly. Where it I made a little to. sound, which was really funny to me. It was like, <laughs> and I like looked over, and it was like Emily has raised a hand. Yeah. So I just want to say to to just add to this that there is speculation that the person taking the photos and the serial killer might be two different people. Mm-hmm. Yes. Good. Perhaps two people who are related, but perhaps two separate people. And it's never really cleared up who did what. At this point yeah. in the story. Yeah. Anything to add to Oh, wow. This first part. Yes. Yes. More? Raise your hand. <laughs> no, it just said, like, from now on, I can just raise my hand and it'll go up, but it's not actually working. It's, it's not. not. It's not working. <laughs> it, it lied to me. It just said, don't click Maybe you have to, like, click. raise it up high. Maybe you gotta, yeah. No. You gotta do, like, a Hermione. No. no. 
Very intense. Yeah. Yes, Emily, uh, you have something? It's to not say? working. It's not working. All right. I'm just going to hit well, just, the button again next time. Okay. Well, if I hear that sound, I'll flip back over to this tab. Um, no problem. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that I um, interjected and said that before we moved into point two. Yeah. That's all. Thank you. Anything else to add to this this first point? There's also like some weird family stuff going on with Wilder where like his dad's gone at odd times and his yeah. mom's upset, you know, like He's, also his uncle has passed away who owned this cottage. And also his uncle was taking Polaroids. Yes, yeah. but he was, really was like it. really into taking bad artsy Polaroids. Yeah, so there's like, like maybe, maybe the dagger mm-hmm. man is the uncle. There's also, I think it's maybe meant it's to make dad. you think it could be the dad. Skylar's dad. But it turns out the dad is just well, stepping out on the mom. Right, yeah. Yeah, just playing on the Wilder thinks that it's his dad yeah. for a yeah. while. I mean, fair assumption based on the evidence at hand. I mean, are we saying what what we find out? So Yeah, we should sure. see what we find out, right? Yeah. In this in his memoir, we find out that according to the memoir, the uh Nate's dad. Yeah was Nat. Oh sorry. Because Nate is the Nat. Fake Nat. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Nat's dad um, was the serial killer who was um killing women and burying their bodies in oil drums and then dragging them out into the bay. Mm-hmm. And so that was going on and also, Nat was maybe the one taking the Polaroids. Mm-hmm. And also, in like the last part, um, Wilder and Nat and Harper are like out in doing their weird shit that they do. And then <laughs> Wilder accidentally stabs Nat with a little knife in the hand. And then Nat has to go to the hospital and get his hand amputated and then he ends up having a cardiac arrest at the hospital. Oh my gosh, I just realized there are two hand amputations in this book. Wait, what's the other one? At the end when uh, when a Sky. Sky. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! There is a part where it's like a weird kind of symmetry I, that they both get I there. I just like put that together in my head for some reason because I was thinking about so many other things when that happened. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but she, uh, Nat, Nat dies in the hospital, um, and Wilder never sees him again. But like part one is that time at the beach. With the friends, weird serial yes. killer stuff. Part one, I totally understood. Yeah, no, I was it on was board. For that. Very, yeah, that's where easy we're to all understand. In agreement on part one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the next thing that happens. We, yeah. Okay. Should I go on or no? <laughs> no, no, go. Okay. I'm just like I just want to take this moment to be like we understood everything. Yes, we. Also, I feel like your point C should really come next because Pearl starts being introduced You're early. Right. I Ugh. this was not like in order order in my head. So we'll say point B is we have Pearl, who has some chapters, and Pearl is the daughter of a woman named Rebecca who 
apparently drowned while swimming in the bay um, while Pearl and her husband were waiting on the shore. Like, they would go have these picnics, and Rebecca would go for a swim and swim back, and one day she did this and didn't come back. And it was assumed that she drowned. Yeah, but then we find out that she was one of the bodies discovered Mm -hmm. um, and was murdered by Nat's father. And so we get Pearl. Our first chapter of Pearl is like her as a little kid when she remembers her mom disappearing. And then throughout, there's more chapters of Pearl. All right. So then memoir continues in 1991 when Wilder goes to college and meets a boy named Sky, who he begins an intense relationship with. Sky encourages gay. Gay is yeah, but the it's word. also just intense. <laughs> like before, it's yes, like yes, that's gay true. and sexy. It's like intense. Um, intense. Okay. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Go ahead. Just do your thing. Okay. I feel like we <laughs> got to get it out and then we can discuss. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just state the facts. We're tra- I- I'm a- trying to state the facts, and I'm sure I left out a lot of facts too. But this is what I no, no, this is what it. I remember. <laughs> Sky encourages Wilder to write his memoir, but ultimately Sky steals the writing and passes it off as his own book that he calls "The Sound and the Dagger," which becomes a bestseller. Um. So it's basically not looking glass right. Down. That comes later. <laughs> um, so it is basically just Wilder's memoir, um, but with characters named Wiley, Helen, Nate, and Skandar. Skandar, <laughs> which was the I don't know how it's name. pronounced, but that was how it was spelled. Yeah. So Sky kind of like name. inserts himself into yeah into the story so of like what four, is Wilder Harper Matt's three story. friends. So yeah. that's that part. Anything to add here? Any hands raised? Um, they do fuck. They do, and they 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 fuck after they have a fight, right? Because, um, so basically, Sky convinces um, Wilder to go confront Nat's dad in prison and the way that I forgot all about that part so the way that Sky gets this encounter to happen is he like writes or like okay hold up so (laughs) so um okay so Wilder writes a letter but doesn't pretending to be Wilder so yeah Sky writes a letter pretending to be Wilder and at the end is like by the way, I have like similar like murderous urges and like I feel like mm-hmm. you will understand this like nobody else does. And he writes this so as I a, really need to talk yeah, to Yeah, he writes this as a way to kind of like get in with what's Nat's dad's name? Alton. Alton. Because like he's really not like not letting anyone come see him. Um and so uh after he goes to visit Alton in the prison. He finds out that that Sky wrote this in the letter, and he gets really pissed at him. And they're fighting, right? And that's before they have sex, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, he already knew this guy was like a manipulative piece of shit before they had sex. I just yeah. feel like that's well, important to know. Yeah, and then Sky's like. 
But I did it because that was the only way he was going to see you because he wasn't going to see anybody. And I knew that if he knew that about you, that he would agree to meet up with you. I'm sorry, but it was for the best. And Wilder's like, frick you. (laughs) And then they have sex. Oh, yeah. Uh, Wilder, for the majority of this novel, refuses to save the F word. Frick. Yeah. So he can only say frick. Classic Wilder. All right. Classic. So point D is, okay, then the stories within the stories kind of spin out for me. (laughs) So (laughs) Wilder then writes a book called Sky with an E, S-K-Y-E, where the original Sky is now a girl. In that book, Girl Sky writes a book called Pearl. Pearl. Well, she writes a, a short, short story, story called, called Pearl. And Pearl, actual Pearl, Pearl. writes looking glass out. <laughs> so that's a whole. Okay. That's a lot in one so, point, but oh, this is just. Yes. I feel like that and is kind of what happened. Of the book, though. It's like we get it. We get Wait. it. We get it. It's it's a little more like it's easier to follow the threads, and then it, a yeah. lot of things happen at once. And so now, <laughs> yeah. Emily, your hand is up. So, I see you, uh, Emily. Yes, in the front please. row. Please. <laughs> so also also, um, Pearl is writing Looking Glass Sound as sort of like a weird metafiction sequel to her first novel, which mm-hmm. is basically the same novel that the male Sky wrote. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Because she is yes the male Sky. She Sky was a girl all along. That I kind of caught on to early on. Okay. Because I felt I was like these people have very like parallel stories. Mm. And it was kind of hinted early, like in the college section, that Sky had some sort of connection to the case that he wasn't sharing. Well, and he and he says that it is that he is one of the children that was taken. Yeah. A photo was taken of him. Yeah, but he doesn't. Um, but he doesn't share that his coming, mom. This is coming back to me now. Was murdered. This is coming back. Correct. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I don't know if if the Polaroid part was actually true for Pearl, or if that was just. The way that Pearl wrote it. Yeah. You know what There's I mean? There's a lot of parts of this where it's unclear to me if something actually happened or if that's or how if that's it was the way. written in a story. Yeah. So, like, basically what we, f- we find out after the college section ends, we get a, a, a Pearl section that is quite strange and sudden seeming where she answers the phone and Harper is calling her and we're like oh Pearl and Harper know each other I guess and then Harper's like um he died and then Pearl tries to do a witchcraft spell which a witchcraft spell a spell and we know <laughs> we know that Harper has like been dabbling in magic. Like she talks about this throughout the 
memoir section. But Pearl do- tries to do a spell. It's very unclear, like, what exactly is going on. Whatever. Pearl tries to do a spell. Then we flash forward to, like, present day, and it's Wilder. And Wilder is like, I found out that Sky died, and I'm going to Whistler Bay to uh, write my revenge novel. And he goes there and he we find out that Sky, male Sky, has been became a best-selling author, moved to this pl- the same place, like whatever. People don't realize, I guess, that he's like a fraud necessarily. Or that the, that he stole this yeah. novel. So Wilder starts writing the book about how he stole it, and that's when he writes the book with female Sky because he can't bring himself to write about male Sky because he's like, oh, I can't deal with my repressed homosexuality, <laughs> and then he's like, I'm just going to write about female Sky, and so then right. he writes female well, Sky. Doesn't he write? He's like, well, I have to make Sky a girl because I don't want my ex-wife to know. Pretty much, but I think he also is I mean, like he also I can't just deal can't personally with deal these with feelings it. or whatever. And then so he writes the sky part, and then he goes to kill himself. Um, and oh yeah, um, content warning. <laughs> um, content warning for uh suicide. Uh, Wilder goes to kill himself and while he's doing this he hears someone crying for help and then he discovers that sky the man is hidden in this little spot where nat used to hide his beers it turns out there's a tunnel there and sky the man is stuck down there because everybody thought he died because they found his finger mm-hmm. in the water and he had disappeared so they were like he must be dead his finger is off <laughs> which that doesn't seem like quite enough evidence to me but he's in a tunnel um and and so wilder goes to get help they get sky out it turns out he was like trapped in this tunnel because he like went exploring in there and ended up getting trapped by his hand and he had to like cut his own hand off and then he couldn't get out he's trapped in there with a dead body yes with with the final oil barrel woman in her barrel which is nat's uh Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) so oh my god Whoa. <laughs> That's, I almost forgot about that. There's still more he, uh, surprise relations coming. Yeah. So. yeah. If you thought Sky that was the biggest gets revelation, out. it isn't. Wilder is taking care of Sky in this, in the house. They like move in together and they like resume their romance kind of where they left off because Sky's like, I'm sorry I did all that. And Wilder's like, well, I missed you, though, and then that story kind of ends with them being together, mm-hmm. and then after that is when we get, that's when we get the whole Pearl and Harper, or do we get the Pearl and Harper section before that, where we learn about them? It's after. after. Yeah, okay. because, like, basically we discover that Pearl wrote this because she wanted um wilder to have a happy ending because in real but like life, when do we get 
Pearl and Harper in school together. Oh, before this, I think. Yeah. Before. Yeah. Yeah. I think. But do we get that before or after we get Harper calling? Maybe we do get it before we get Harper calling. I think the Harper call is earlier. Yeah. Like, like, way earlier. That felt so... Like, that took a while to, like, put together what it was. Mm -hmm. It was like, okay, that was weird. Um, And then you had to, like, wait a long time to figure out that they were... Who, who they were okay, but the oh, you know what happens? Sorry, Emily, <laughs> is that we get the call, then we get po- a large chunk of wild of of older wilder, then we get the chunk of Pearl and Harper in school, and then we get the end of the wilder older chunk, yeah. and then so we then get, we discover yeah. <laughs> what I was saying was then we discover that actually um, Wilder never got old. He died when he was younger, and this was, like, Pearl's way of, like, trying to give him, like, some sort of happy ending by, like, giving him some sort of, like, romance. Um, yeah, and so, like, Pearl, all the stuff we've been reading about Wilder, like, going back to um, where all of this happened and writing the story and all that stuff was all part of Pearl's. Book. Metafiction Looking Glass novel, Sound, which is called Looking Glass Sound, which she's writing in the in the present after Wilder has died, and she's uh, writing it in twenty eleven, I believe. Oh, okay, so not the present. I don't think there's. I think twenty eleven is there, the present in this. Okay, the present right. of the book. Yeah. Um, and then during that section, we find out. So that's when she's she's writing this book and then she comes upon a girl who is oh, trapped right. in yeah, the 20. ceiling. 2011. Yes. Trapped in the ceiling. Is it is it of Whistler Cottage or a it's different Nat, wasn't one? It? Yeah, Nat's house. And like we also find out that Harper. So basically, we we learned before that Harper and Pearl went to school together after Harper left, um, Whistler Bay. The after the original memoir thing in the beginning, Harper goes to like the a private school. She meets Pearl. They become besties. They do witchcraft together. And then she gets kicked out for like having alcohol on campus or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, can I ask a question? Mm-hmm. What was going on with these chapters? So those were those uh, the games. Yeah, I know what you mean. The little game that Sky and Wilder would play to stop the anxiety um, was like if you take one word and you get rid of... You say a word and then the other person says... Makes the word into a different word, but you can only change one letter. So you can add a letter or subtract a letter or change a letter. Uh, And so they do that. And then at the end, you also find out that this is a game that Pearl's – someone in Pearl's family played. Mm -hmm. And you learn that 
the last word in each grouping of words is supposed to they each grouping the last word co- creates a message. Mm. So you learn that there's like one part in in Wilder's current future book or whatever. There's like a whole section of this book where you're like Wilder is alive oh, wow. and he's trapped inside. <laughs> yep. The book? Yeah. <laughs> like, Wait, because the because they did like witchcraft on him to try to bring him yeah. back. Yes. <laughs> and it was like giving stranger than fiction. Yeah. Like he was like, it's really weird that all of our names are named after literary people. That's kind of a coincidence, huh? And I'm like, but is it? Because those are just your names. Or were you fake this whole time? <laughs> like, what That's the when fuck is I going on? I started getting really confused. <laughs> I was like, I need a little there's a more part, info. There's a part in the Wilder future section where he is very paranoid because he's seeing all these notes that Sky supposedly left him. Mm. And he's like, something weird is going on. There are too many coincidences. Like, and so you start to think, like, is he's like trapped in this book. But then you find later. Pearl. Okay. Oh my God. So Pearl. <laughs> we didn't even. Girl. We didn't even finish talking about the person. I okay. Sorry. You just go ahead. Go ahead. Pearl finds a a a girl who is trapped in the ceiling because she was like sneaking around mm-hmm. looking at stuff. And Pearl is like, "You're just interested in this story oh and all the sensationalism." No, but she's not. This, she's got ties. This girl's like. I know, but I just, like, was really, you know, whatever. And it's, like, clear that this girl is, like, unhoused. And so Pearl's, like, you know what? It's fine. Like, you can stay with me for a little while. Mm -hmm. And then we find out that this girl is Harper's love child. (laughs) Yeah. With Nat. But there's more. (laughs) But there's more! (laughs) So Harper was pregnant when she... Went to the hospital. We also find out that Harper killed Nat mm-hmm. with hemlock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she, we find out that this whole fucking time, <laughs> there. So Nat has a Polaroid in his wallet of his mother, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, this is my mom. I never met her. She abandoned me and my dad. Whatever. We find out that the Polaroid was folded in half. (laughs) And when you unfold the Polaroid, you see that there was an arm around the woman and there's a smudge of a thumb in the corner because guess who's bad at taking Polaroids? Mm -hmm. It's Uncle Vernon, who's a piece of shit who can't take photos. And the, the, but you can just see on the hand of the person with the arm around the woman that he has Coke bottle lid cufflinks. Cufflinks. Cufflinks on his jacket, which is exactly the fucking weird shit that Wilder's dad wore. He had these cufflinks with coke. And as we already established, as we established earlier, Wilder's dad liked to fuck around. Mm hmm. Yeah. And he left his mom for another woman. Yep. And, but anyway, it turns out that he was still fucking around all the way back then because guess what? He is Nat's. Dad's real, Nat's, Nat's real, real dad. dad. Yeah, he's Nat's so, dad's real Nat, uncle. 
<laughs> Nat and Wilder are half brothers. Oh my god. The so way what? this is revealed, though, is so over the top. It's like she would recognize <laughs> that family resemblance anywhere. Yeah, because also we did, we we failed to mention that Wilder looks like a fucking freak. <laughs> so good. let's just. So like he's really really pale, right? And he has big mm-hmm. googly pale <laughs> eyes that are so pale they're like as pale as his skin. Like everyone's like, are they gray? Are they blue? They're fucking hideous. And he's going blind. They're weird. Yeah, everyone's like this little freak, this little like naked mole rat freak <laughs> of a man. Googly yeah. eyes. <laughs> Steve Buscemi. He gets bullied for how ugly he is. Like meanwhile, Matt's hot. And it's not often, fair because it's his brother. Often yeah. they're like, he has big eyes, but not in a cute way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> in a scary way. Yet he somehow still gets girls. And guys. So. What? And but guys. Maybe not real. I mean. Were they real? I don't know. Sky, yeah. But also like Sky wanted something from him. So. Mm-hmm. It was a manipulative. Yeah. But what about his wife? I don't know. She seemed fake. But did he ever really have a wife? And also, like, no. Yeah, it died before that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, like, the only time. That's all just part of his, like, book. His wife, whose name is Emily, by the way. The only time we even Mm -hmm. hear from Emily is, like, phone calls, and they're not together anymore. And, like, to me, it's like, they were never together. This is just someone wrote this in a book so that it seemed like he had a wife at some time. So, like, Mm -hmm. he was a normal, straight dude. Mm-hmm. Because that's what he secretly wanted everyone to think. Well, and also he was dead that whole time. Well, yes. So he never even got old enough to have a wife. <laughs> it's hard to have a wife when you're dead. Yeah. It, re- yeah, it really, it's really, really is. hard to have a wife when you died at 19 <laughs> or however old he was. Um, Which, like, that but was also, also fault. Yeah. By the way, I just want to say, I'm not trying to say that straight people are normal. I'm just saying, like, yeah. in his head, this is what. Yeah, yeah. Wild, quote, Wilder quote, was thinking. You would say that, Emily. Was you a, are the ex-wife. So. He was the, yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Clearly, Wilder is having like some issues with his uh, bisexuality. Don't worry, we have a whole mm-hmm. question about yeah. queer stuff. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm we sorry. still haven't even. We're just trying to establish what the we're not where, done yet, where, guys. When, and what and who. Forty-five minutes in, we're still describing the plot. <laughs> See, now you, know you understand I why like, I said I made a mistake by reading it in I August. I feel like somebody, I feel like somebody who read this book and now is listening to this podcast is going to find this very helpful because yes. after I finished reading this book, I would love to have somebody do this for me. Yeah, yeah. Like you notice, I'm not saying much, but I am finding it helpful. You're absorbing. Can you imagine yes. if you like had to read this for a class, but you like didn't for whatever reason, and then you had to show up and pretend that you knew no, what was going you, on? Your mind would be <laughs> You're blown. Uh-uh. Especially if you although you could be like, I just didn't understand, yeah, and then just true. say that, and just that's I want the one you to hear some of my notes though, because I was okay. reading them today, and I was like, wait, I'm. S- what? I didn't even well, take notes. I did this because it was a long time ago. Oh, because you yeah. read so early. So just some basic stuff first. And then I said, turns out Wilder's been dead for 19 years. Harper told Pearl it was suicide because of the hurt she caused him by stealing his work. But actually, Harper accidentally killed him with hemlock, trying to get them to 
live on together as Helen and Wiley and Nate in the pages of The Sound and The Dagger. Dagger. Next bullet. Gracie is Nat and Harper's daughter. Next bullet. Nat and Wilder are half-brothers. His dad knocked up Nat's mom. Nat's mom might be the missing barrel girl. In Looking Glass Sound, that's how Pearl imagines it. Parentheses, tunnel from cave up to meadow. (laughs) (laughs) Important. I was like, wait, what? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like... I'd, my notes aren't even so, that good, but they were somewhat helpful today. I'm still <laughs> unclear on the getting people to live on in a book via witchcraft. That's the thing that I am the most yes. uncertain about is the witchcraft slash making people live forever in a book situation. And also, so so Harper starts doing a spell with Pearl and is like, I planned for this. Nobody ever thought about me, but <laughs> I wanted everyone to be together. I don't even know exactly what her goal was here. Just that she was like, she felt guilty, I guess, that everybody died because of her, even though she fucking killed Nat on purpose. Um, And then Wilder died by accident. And then she is trying to do the same thing again. And she's like, I can still make the spell work. What spell? <laughs> like I t- The one where they all get to be happy or something. Okay, but... <laughs> uh, her, her intentions were confusing Yes. And I think that if... Like, my biggest critique of this book would be that I don't fucking understand what is going on with Harper... I think, At yeah, all. Harper is an enigma in every version of this story. Yeah. Yeah. And also the villain. <laughs> Somehow. E- even though really, like, Pearl is kind of the villain because yeah. what she did to Wilder was real fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I will say... That the end is very chilling with that last because once you know that the clusters of words are supposed to mean things mm-hmm. at the end, so like the book ends and then Pearl escapes, manages to escape and drive away, and like she sees like Gracie and Harper like in the distance as she drives away, right? Mm hmm. It's kind of Texas Chainsaw Massacre-esque. And then the last part with the little stanzas is you are here too. Mm-hmm. Horrifying. Trapped in Does the book. that mean we're in a book right now? That's right. Yes. Mm. We're stuck there too. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't. If that's the case, I'm not going to interrogate it too hard because I'll go yeah. nuts. And I'm already so close mm-hmm. to going nuts. <laughs> so we're all about at the same level of understanding on the witchcraft situation. Yeah, that that yeah. I was actually I was really hoping someone else <laughs> like understood it if better. You understood better because. <laughs> That's for Listeners, when we get to if you read this book and you understood the witchcraft stuff or we misinterpreted anything. We would love to hear your takes. Please write in. 
There's also like the little doll made of hair, and I'm like, whose hair? Oh yeah, like, there's that so was... many different hairs. And teeth. that was another oh, giveaway yeah, that Sky and um, you never want to see teeth. Pearl were the same person because you see mm-hmm. both of them have a hair doll, little hair doll. Yeah. Well, I still Which didn't see weird. it. Um, now that we've established that, <laughs> all of that shit. <laughs> um. My next question was basically about, like, do all of these, like, stories within stories and, like, twists within twists work? And, like, were any of them particularly effective for you or particularly confusing? I think we've established we're all confused by the witchcraft specifically. Um, I also got confused when the tunnel situation was happening. Um And the, like, Wilder seeing the, like, drowning woman. But, I I mean, I guess that wasn't really happening. But still, as it was happening, I was trying to, like, connect some dots that just weren't coming together. Well, and that was the part that was really making – and, like – And you wonder if, like, part of that was the witchcraft working in some way because – He's experiencing these other parts of the book happening in his present, which he is – he doesn't exist. So if he's in this book, like he is part of this book that Pearl is writing, and this – these are parts of the Dagger Man of Whistler Bay Mm -hmm. that that he's seeing happening Um, because it's like Rebecca Uh from uh that book Uh is haunting him. Okay. In her red dress and all of that. And, like, that's established early on when he's talking about how Sky is a hack and his novel fucking sucked and he made Rebecca yeah. into this woman with a dress and whatever. <laughs> and that Why would you woman, swim in a dress? Yeah. That woman is, like, haunting him in the present of the book that he is writing or the future book that he is writing that doesn't actually exist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But in this book that Pearl is writing, the Wilder in this book that Pearl is writing knows about that book that the male Sky wrote. (laughs) (laughs) It's like I talked long enough. You talked yourself out. I was like, I know, I understand this. And then Mm -hmm. I was like, That's kind of the experience that I was (laughs) having in the last, like, quarter of the book. Maybe, maybe more even. Mm -hmm. Where I would be like, okay, I got it, I got it. And then I'd kind of, like, re-thread it together in my head. Like, all right, got that. Now, wait. But now that this is revealed, none of this makes sense anymore. That's all unraveled Mm -hmm. completely. Um, Which I think, like, this is... A major distinction between the term mind blowing and mind mm-hmm. bending mm-hmm. is that I was not, my mind was not blown. My mind yes. was bent. My mind is crumpled up into <laughs> a little origami crane <laughs> trying to fucking understand what is going yes. on. Yes. But and I, I was surprised by some of the reveals. 
Right. And I don't think that that was the goal. No. Yeah. But I was, my mind was bent. Definitely mind yes. bent. And I, it's still bending as I try to think about it. Yeah. And I think that's the point. And I, it's, and it's like interesting too, because it's not like, it's like, I know it does make yeah. sense. Like, I know that there is, that it makes sense, but I can't, like. So I I fully yeah. believe that somewhere, Katrina Ward has, like, one, a board with red string, like, connecting yes. all these things together, and there is not a single loose end, and everything can be completely explained. But I need to see yeah, the board. I want, I, yeah, it. I do need to see yeah. the board to clear up a couple. Or I need to read this like myself. ten times. I think I will read this. Like again I could make my own board. I, like this almost feels like something that would be better on the second read. Yeah, it would reward. I, yeah, well, I feel because I feel like all the pieces yeah. are there, which is like something that I like because I think a lot of times when when you read a book that has like twists. And whatever, it's like the pieces aren't there, so there's no way that you would have been able yeah, to figure this thing like out. Yeah, it's more like withholding information. It was not. Whereas this is like mm-hmm. it is all there. Yep. Yeah. Which is what I like about the other two books of hers that I've read. I mm-hmm. same thing. It is all there, yeah. but there, are, you know, there are times in the Last House on Needless Street, as I was listening to that i hit a point where i was like i have to text emily because i have no idea what the fuck just happened and i can't make sense of this and she said just keep going i know where you are (laughs) i'm like that was all right i will that was the first book i read of hers and i remember like so i read it because i was going to interview her and i read the description and i was like i have no idea what this book is about based on this description Mm -hmm. I wonder why they wrote it this way. <laughs> then I started reading it and I was like, oh, that's why. And that was like the first thing I talked with her about when we talked is like, I was like, how do you write a description for this book? You can't, you can't really like say anything about the plot of that book without like giving something away. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I feel like all of her books are very challenging to blurb mm-hmm. for that reason. But, like, Last House on Needless Street, for me, like, I think is especially, like, because I've tried to, like, as someone who writes about books, I've had to blurb that book several times because it's, like, a favorite of mine. And I'm always just, like, I don't know. There's a cat who narrates. There's a weird house. Just go with it. Yeah. Yeah. It'll come together. Like, that's all I can really tell you. (laughs) Where, like, this one is, like... It makes less sense, (laughs) which like, and like, it's not even that it doesn't, that it doesn't make sense. It's just that like the, the way that things are revealed is less clarifying Mm -hmm. the longer you read. And, but I don't necessarily see it as a bad thing because I've been thinking about it a lot since I finished it yesterday. (laughs) Um, And... Trying to decide, because when I first finished it, I was like, I really don't know how to feel about this, because, like, I I famously hate um, the term unputdownable. Mm-hmm. Fucking stupid garbage. Nobody should ever say that. It is embarrassing. Yeah. I've always um, been able to put down a book every single time. Yeah. Like- and also, just, like, what it sounds stupid, 
It's clumsy wording. But page turner. Yeah, page turner. There's already a word for that. You don't have to make up a new stupid word. Mm-mm. Um, but this really was one of the first books in a long time where, like, I yesterday in the middle of my work day was just like, I'm just going to take a break and, like, read some of this book because mm-hmm. I just want to keep going mm-hmm. and I just want to see what – I have to know what happens. Mm-hmm. And I, like, read – I was, like, reading – like, in bed at night, which I don't do that often. Like, I'm a big morning reader. I don't read at night that often. But I was, like, really invested Into and curious. It. Um, and But, like, when it ended, I was just, like, I don't know what to think because I feel like I don't really grasp, like, what this all means. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, I know that I liked it. Or I liked the experience of reading it. So I don't know. It's a challenging I felt to similar. I like I don't know that I understood everything that happened, but I did enjoy it while I was reading it. Yeah. Yeah. And I do I'm curious to read it again. Mm-hmm. Or like at least look up <laughs> explainers after this. Because I haven't read anything about it. Um yeah, I haven't either. So. I maybe should have today when I was writing questions instead of just being like, can we just talk about what happened? <laughs> I mean, I think it's kind of fun for us all to like uh, talk about what we, can, we think happened. Yeah, now we can interpret it on our own without the help of outside opinions. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, that's how you get – this is an authentic podcast of our – these are our opinions and our thoughts about this book. And we don't care if they sound dumb. We're just trying it out. Today, I had a moment where I was trying to explain this book to someone else. And I was like, I don't know that I can fully tell you what happened. And, like, I don't think I'm a dumb person. You're not. You're not a dumb person. (laughs) You're not. But. Can confirm. This really. Y'all, she has a PhD. (laughs) I mean, I just think this book would be challenging to understand to like any person yeah yeah Yeah, i think so too i do think if i saw katriana ward's board it would help me a lot can we see the board yeah show Show us us the the board board. there's one there's gotta be a board so let's talk about gay stuff (laughs) that face (laughs) (laughs) and that's Um, the question the gay stuff was very exciting for me um, I, as soon as, like, early on, Wilder is like, I have to whisper a secret to the bay. I think I like boys, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, that's awesome. Good for <laughs> there, you, buddy. There was just something also about his, because, you know, as we discussed, he has a big old crush on Harper in the beginning of the book. There was something about his crush on Harper, too, that seemed very gay. Um, (laughs) Like, he... So, at the very beginning of the book, he's like, okay, I need to get a girlfriend, like, right away. And then the next girl he sees is Harper. And he's like, that's the one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be her. And it just seemed very much like, who are you proving this to, you know? Yeah. Um, And his, like, his reactions to Nat and his 
thoughts about Nat are very queer from mm-hmm. the beginning because yeah. he's just noticing, like, this guy is handsome mm-hmm. and cool. Mm-hmm. And yep. he also, Harper probably likes him because who, why wouldn't she? Because he's handsome and cool. Yep. Um, And then they have this, like, very homoerotic mm-hmm. fight. Yeah. Uh, over yes. her, like immediately where they like beat the shit out of each other because they're like he's like so are you and Harper dating and Nat's like no but I'm in love with her and Wilder's like well I'm in love with her too and then they're like Mate, we should touch about it we should just <laughs> yeah. like, rub and just touch and like just put our hands Wrestle on each other a little bit. Cause, like yeah cause like I hate you for liking yep. a girl that I like and then, that- and then obviously later when um Wilder has sex with um, Sky. He's like pretend I'm him, like talking about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which was like so fucked up. And also interesting to think about in the context of Sky being Pearl. Yeah, because I think she still said that to him. Mm-hmm. And also, there's this thing that Pearl says where she's like. I knew that he didn't feel the same way that I felt about him. Mm-hmm. Where Pearl is like, she steals from him after this happens. And she's like, I don't know if I was planning it the whole time or if I did that out of revenge for him not wanting to be with me or both. It seems like she was like, she was in love with him, but mm-hmm. she also had intentions to steal and maybe if he had reciprocated the love in the way that she wanted she would have not mm-hmm. done that or she would have yeah. been satisfied with just being with him but because he wasn't going to she was like yeah you know it was kind of interesting mm-hmm. yeah I liked Sky a lot better when it was a boy yeah <laughs> Which makes me feel um, sexist, but... I don't know. I think Sky was pretty shitty both ways. Why? Wait a minute. Yeah, I think I was just... I have a question. Do I'm sorry, this is plot-related again, but I just thought of it. Do we... Who was the guy who was coming to Sky's room that he said was his dad? Oh, uh, I think that was just a guy he was hooking up with. Okay. That's what I thought. I mean, it wasn't his dad. Yeah, no, it wasn't, wasn't his, dad. his dad. No, I thought it was like somehow, like money related, crime related, or something. But I don't. They never the really crime explained. Of so love. I guess. Yeah. So in know. in real reality, it was a guy that Pearl was fucking, right? I guess. Okay. I don't know anymore. Like, but why is the guy you're fucking there, like, helping you move your bags in on the first day of school? Maybe it's, like, a sugar daddy type of thing? Uh-huh. Maybe. Because he's a bit older, right? I don't know. Yeah. All the dads of yeah. every type in this book are, like, super horrible. <laughs> yeah. The dads and the daddies, all yeah. of them. Ugh. All right. I guess Pearl's dad is okay. I don't know whatever happened to him. Her real dad? Yeah, yeah, what did happen to him? Not the pretend one? Oh. Well? Yeah, her dad who was at the beach with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when her mom disappeared. And the mom got stolen. What a horrible stolen. experience. 
Um, speaking of the beach, this last question is about the setting. Um, we discussed the setting a tad in the in the group chat today, but um, I think this is something that Catriona Ward has like a real specific talent for. Like, I'm obsessed with Sundial as discussed, and part of that is because like the setting mm-hmm. is so like so integral to Good everything man. that's happening, and it's just like it's. I mean, I, I know I sound like New York City is the fifth friend or whatever but like <laughs> it is a character you know <laughs> um and it's just like the, her settings the desert are is so a clear to me like i've all of the even even this book which is like some things are hard to picture because they're so convoluted it still feels like very mm-hmm. crisp in my mind like to see it mm-hmm. um so i just want to talk about yeah. that and the setting and, and kelly i'm gonna kick it to you because you said you like a watery book Please, I do. Please explain. Just like Riley Sager's. Right. <laughs> and like, this is different than like, I don't want like a, like a, like a beach read. I don't mind that. But like, I like a watery book in like a, in a, I like a cold mm-hmm. watery book. Like a, a, a town by the seaside or like a, like in a little coastal English village or something like that. Like, I love anything by the water where there might be, like, sea creatures or mermaids or something coming out of the water to scare you. Um, I love the ocean. Um, Because Last House on Eva Street does have a lot of beach stuff in it, but I think it's warm. That's okay. You know, I'm a Florida girl. Yeah. So for me, like the beach is a very comforting mm-hmm. place, and there's nothing more like to me. If I think of like what it feels like to be like at peace, it's to be like standing like waist deep in the ocean, like looking straight out at the horizon and not able to see anybody around me, and just like water mm-hmm. and the sky. And feel like waves on me is like a very, very soothing um, feeling. And so uh, there's something about books that take place by the ocean, whether it's like, like warm, like, I don't want like, I'm not like necessarily interested in like tropical paradise books, mm-hmm. but like books that are, f- that have water as a focus as part of the setting are um, really appealing to me. And I I also just love I love a kind of small town setting too. Mm-hmm. So this really hit a lot of um points for me of things that I like yeah. um as far as my like escapism goes. Yeah. Um and I really loved the detail of the wind whistling through mm. the rocks. I thought that was so Creepy. um evocative. And creepy and cool and like a something I hadn't really thought about, mm-hmm. but something that you immediately can you can hear what that would sound like in your head, yeah. When it's described, I think um, Catriona Ward is a really great writer, just like sentence level, mm-hmm. um, and not in a way where it's like overly written. Um, it's not showy at all. No, it's not showy at all, but, like, 
I, it just like even like I when just starting this book, I was like, "Damn, she did it again!" Because I was like, <laughs> "I can done just, it. I can just immediately tell this is just like really well written. Like, um, I think setting is really well written. The characters, even though they constantly change, I think part of the reason it works is because like they're very the characters are still so specific. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's just like so much specificity in this without being like over over descriptive like it's the right amount of description her her humor is also just really great like she does such a good job with putting humor into these stories that are like still really fucking dark like Mm -hmm. this is this is still not I would not call this like a comedy right a romp (laughs) No, like Grady Hendrix is like horror comedy, right? Which Mm -hmm. we also love, but I wouldn't call her books that, but there is still funny moments. Like there was like, I can't remember the exact quote. I wanted to write it down, but there was something where he was like, I can live without food. I can live without love, but I can't live without coffee (laughs) or something like that. Like his, her characters will just like say things like that or think things like that to themselves that are just like. I don't know, like, very specific. Like, one of the things I love so much about Last House on Needless Street is, like, one of the main characters just, like, writes these, like, really off-the-wall recipes for things that are, like, that sounds disgusting. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But, like, it's, like, very detailed and specific. And, like, it makes it kind of, like, funny because he's, like, talking about these, like, I don't know, weird foods that you're like, that's going to be, that sounds terrible, my dude. But he's like, this is going to be great. Like, let me let you in on my secrets. You know, I don't know. I don't want something I I thought was really funny was that because Wilder wants to be a writer and every time he would come up with like he would say something in his head he would think something I'd be like that's a good line I gotta go write that down it would be like this like something like like you know living by the ocean is a lonely thing like some shit like that and he'd be like I'm so good yeah I'm so smart Um, yeah, and those are just, like, character specifics, right? That are, you're, like, those, everybody has their little, like, quirks like that. And it's just, like, quirky enough where you're, like, oh, yeah, like, I get a feel for who that person is without it feeling, like, wacky. I don't know. I think that specific stuff is, like, how she manages to make these books that are actually not, like, none of them are that long, but they all feel, like, so packed with stuff mm-hmm. like i'm sorry i'm gonna bring up sundial <laughs> one more time um that's okay i'm just gonna keep up bringing oh, up Susan. but i think that's a shut up about sundial already i think that's a great example of a book that's not that long and i i reread mm-hmm. it this year and like i read it so quickly but i was like god so much happens in this and like Every character has, like, such a full experience and mm-hmm. a full story behind them. That, mm-hmm. And and it's, like, not – it's not even 400 pages. It, but it feels like there's so yeah. much packed in there. I've read much longer books mm-hmm. with much less shit going on. And, like, this it's one wasn't like long either. But look how long we had to just it. talk about <laughs> the basics of what happened. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can I Can I talk about the thing – the one thing, my one critique. Oh, yeah. And I, this is 
I have this critique about all of her books, and it's not totally. Oh, <laughs> it's not totally yeah, her fault. This is mostly an editing yeah. issue, I think, that someone should have caught. But here's the thing about Catriona Ward: I think she is very British. I think her writing is very British, which is mm-hmm. fine. The only problem is all of her books that I've read so far, so three of them, they all take place in America. None mm-hmm. of these none of these people act American, talk American, <laughs> write American. They they write, talk, act like British people. Like think American. Like I reading cuz I didn't do the audiobook. I I think all three of her books I read just the actual mm-hmm. book. I don't think I could do this. So I specifically audio. didn't on purpose because I thought I'm not going to be able <laughs> to do that. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Like, so I'd when I'm so reading confused. this, I'm reading this with a British accent because they sound British, <laughs> and then suddenly mm-hmm. they'll be like, they'll mention some place in America where they live, and I'm like, oh. Well, Harper was British this time. That's we got one true. British character, one. but all of but, them, yeah. Like, okay, so the narrator. Who is narrating the book says aluminium. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he says when he gets out of hospital, which we do not say in America. Um, there's just like lots of little things like that where I'm like, that's just not how Americans. Just well, and yeah, that's like phrase. yeah. Again, that's a thing that an editor should notice because also she is publishing her books in the UK as well. Right. And like when you have a book like published in two places, someone is supposed to go through and comb through but everything I, and change stuff. But I think even like in the UK, well, like, her characters is, she are American. Yeah. In America, DC. They Just fun fact. I'm looking well, at her Wikipedia page. Her, let me tell you, she sounds very British. Yeah. She acts very British. She's pretty much British. Like, well, she was it, like yeah, raised all yeah. over the place. United right? States, like, Kenya, yeah. Madagascar, Yemen, and Morocco. And then Dartmoor was the only and place yet, her family returned on a regular basis, which is in aluminium. England. <laughs> so everywhere. I, I mean, like. And she went to Oxford. I kept getting a little jumbled because I kept thinking, this is in Maine, right? Then why does it sound like a little British coastal yes. town? Yeah, Is Needless Street in America, yeah. too? Yes. Mm-hmm. It is. That's so interesting. I think, I think, I mean, I haven't read that one, but at least with Sundial and this book, and we're talking about setting, I think that, like, America has really specific landscapes that I am sure based on the way that she writes that she's drawn to. Mm-hmm. Um especially like the desert. That's just not I mean I mean <laughs> I know that they have shopping malls in the UK, but I feel like a shopping mall is a pretty like American thing and that's like in a pretty important setting in Needless Street. I'm trying to think like what else seems mm-hmm. like very American in that. But like it, that's fine. If she wants to write books in America, that's fine. But yeah. an editor need to come, come in and yeah. say, like, this is just not how Americans would say that or spell that, you know? Because um, that every time it kind of like – and it's weird. It's not – It's like if I were writing a book about England and I was like, oi, mister, yeah. in, like, all of my um, dialogue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's I, my only gripe. I mean, I will say, 
I just so I will also say something about the setting. I really enjoyed the setting and I particularly found all of the caves very creepy. Yeah. Caves. Caves are creepy. Like the the tunnel under the hidey hole. The cave with all the oil drum. Like, it's all very creepy to me. And when they kept going down there, I was like, don't go down there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, nothing good is going to happen down there. Mm-mm. And it didn't. No. All right. Mm-mm. Great chat. Good friends. job, everybody. Let's rate this thing. <laughs> I'm very curious. Because I have not seen what I haven't did. rated it yet. This, I know, because I just I, I was it, waiting to like, have this convo. This is Mary. <laughs> Hi, Mary. I gave it a four on Goodreads. I think I'm really somewhere between like a three and a four. Maybe just because I liked Sundial so much. Um, I did enjoy this book a lot. I had a good time reading it. But my mind was bent in ways that were uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I like I I don't fully know that I understood all of the interlocking stories. But I enjoyed it. And I yeah. like her writing. This is This is Kelly. And I think I'm going to give it a 4 on Goodreads and I think probably I'm settling around a solid 4 because I really liked it. Um but I didn't fully understand, understand it. it yeah yeah <laughs> um and it's okay. like if i if it had like come together in a way that was like fully satisfying and i finished it feeling like you know i understand mm-hmm. completely it would have been a five for me because everything else about it like the tone the setting like the readability mm-hmm. just like everything was great for me but as far as like what actually happened yeah <laughs> unclear <laughs> um, yeah i agree with that i would also this is emily i would also give it a four and i feel bad i think like part of it is because like needless street is just so fucking good <laughs> Mm. And I'm comparing everything else. Like, that was the first one I read. So everything else I'm reading from her, I'm, like, comparing to that. And I'm like, this is good. Yeah. But is it as good as that? Because I gave that one five stars. And it's just, like, that's still the best one. <laughs> um, so part of it's that. <laughs> um, but also, I think, yeah, I, I will say, I think part of what she is doing here is, like, supposed to be absurd like there's an absurdity to how many times we like loop back in and like realize that we're in another story within a story Mm -hmm. like i think i think that that's supposed to get to the point where we're like i don't like i think we're supposed to kind of get frustrated with that almost mm-hmm. on some level like that's yeah. part of, that's part of the experience i think she's going for so i was okay with that but yeah that's my reading well i um on my own little reading chart gave it a four and a half i rounded down on goodreads to a four just because i mean it it i didn't like it as 
quite as much as sundial. <laughs> um, but you I don't think say. like the, the ability to do <laughs> Susan, I think we need shirts. I, <laughs> I need like a needless street shirt and a sundial yeah. shirt. I really want to read Little Eve. I've heard. I like, guess then I will. I need a looking like, glass sound shirt. Their because... favorite. So I'm like, okay, I'll check it out. I know. I <laughs> own that one. That's actually. It's so funny because I was showing Ben all of my Katriana Ward books yesterday because I was just going on about how much I love her, <laughs> and I was like, so funny <laughs> because Little Eve is the only one I actually purchased. The other ones were sent to me by the publisher, <laughs> and I'm like, it's so funny that this is the one I purchased, and it's the only no. one I haven't read. <laughs> I um I think if it had all like if I'd fully understood how every single thing tied together I probably would have it probably would have been a five but that like bit of confusion I think just knocked it down a little for me but I think she's brilliant I think the ability to do what she did in this book is like really impressive and I mean I'm gonna read whatever else she does forever so. Mm Come back on the podcast. Here's the thing. Like, <laughs> Let's I, all interview I didn't time. understand. Let's see if this makes sense to you. I didn't understand everything, but nothing didn't make sense. Yeah. Do you know so what I mean? right. if you like, said you that outside yeah, of this conversation about this book, no, I would not understand what you just said. But <laughs> I totally get it in this case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because it's like it's that feeling of knowing that it all makes sense but that you're just missing some pieces that you weren't paying close enough yeah. attention to. I, I, I mean, or you just it's need definitely to re- something I missed yeah. and not something that she left out. <laughs> I trust yes, her yeah. more, it's more than of a I comment try, on me than her. her. <laughs> so uh, I really do like I and look I think forward that to reading cool. it a second time cuz I actually think like it will be a very different experience the second time. It mm-hmm. won't just be like, oh, revisiting some stuff I had fun with. It'll be like, I'm sure I will discover new things and like pick up clues and threads that I didn't see the first time. And I think it'll be fun. Yeah. Yes. Normally I'm ready to forget a book as soon as I'm done. So I think that's a really good sign. For sure. Right. Yeah. And it's like, I was just thinking about how when I, I still have, like, a pretty vivid sense memory of my experience of reading Sundial and, like, where I was when I read it. And, like, I was, like, house-sitting for a friend. So, like, maybe that's part of it. But, like, mm-hmm. there are other books I've read where I'm, like, I don't remember what the fuck I was doing when I read that. But there are certain books that you read and you're, like, I remember where I was, exactly what where I, was I was doing. Yeah, what, what that time in my mm-hmm. life was like, you know? And... I remember that. So I feel like I'm going to remember this too. I do too about <laughs> all of her books, but especially Needless Street because Amira was a newborn and I was listening – I would listen to an audiobook like in an earbud when I would get up at night to feed her because mm-hmm. I would just be up for a while and I can't just sit there in silence. Yeah, so yeah. I was listening to it, but when I got to the the point where I was like starting to be like, wait, I'm sorry, what is happening? I was like, is this just like the fact that I haven't slept that's doing this to me? <laughs> like, or is I? it like, you know, the the whole like mom brain thing where like I just simply cannot understand things anymore because I've lost mm-hmm. it, which is why I had to text Emily and say, hey, um, no, it is it normal it that I don't, <laughs> I don't know what's going on? She said, just keep going. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay. So I'm yeah. like middle of the night, just sitting there rocking this baby, like 
having my mind twisted and into loops and and really right. loving the whole experience. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we did it. Let's move on to some feedback, shall we? We have one. This is a good feedback. <laughs> Wait, Ellis left a feedback. Oh no, we have more than one. Okay, well I messed oh, no, up. It's it's a similar it's a similar feedback. Okay, I'll just pull it up real fast. <laughs> well, the one that I included here is short and sweet. Um, Lauren via Instagram message to say that Riley Sager should be indicted for crimes against book clubs. And Lauren, we don't disagree. Yeah, that's true. I agree. Wholeheartedly, I arrest him. Yes, <laughs> Alice. I don't believe in uh, the carceral system. <laughs> However, we'll make an exception for okay. Riley Sager. It's just him. <laughs> yeah, in prison. Just no. Just one cell for Riley Sager. Yeah, um, let Gypsy Rose out and put Riley Sager. In. <laughs> She's coming out. Um, so one for one, I can't wait. System that we have, <laughs> yes. one in one out. You, it's sort of only one person at a time. Yeah. <laughs> it's sort of like when you take a book, leave a book. Yeah, it's yeah. Like that, it's like yeah. a little or a crowded nightclub. Um, one in one out. So Ellis commented on our Instagram seven hours ago mm-hmm. about the Riley Sager episode. She said. Oh my god, you guys, I'm listening to this epi right now, and I'm crying. I'm laughing so hard. Five stars. I'm memorized by this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Toodles, my bookish noodles. Yeah. Oh my god. So, I just... You gotta save that for our (laughs) sign-off. We're gonna get sued for, like, stealing someone's, like, booktube sign-off or something. Yeah. (laughs) I did just check our podcast, um, Apple Podcasts, thing to see if we had any new ratings or reviews. I will say uh, one of our GAs at work was like, I didn't know you were on a podcast. And she said she was going to listen and leave a review. Let's see. <laughs> we're waiting. We'll stare at it until you we'll do it. Fucking That's see. how we should get people. Like, we'll yeah, call recently them out I was. Like, we'll know now if they listen because they'll say something we'll to know. us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Recently, I was out with a friend of like Angie's, but also my friend now, and we were like talking or whatever. And I mentioned the podcast. And she was like, "You have a podcast? <laughs> I've known this person for like a year. <laughs> mm-hmm. So obviously, I'm not advertising this enough." <laughs> I think I just said like, "Oh yeah, I have to finish this book for the podcast," and she said, "What podcast?" That sounds like you just yeah. follow along with someone else, like. I know. Like you're listening to a book called podcast. I think it's because it's it's like vaguely embarrassing to have a podcast. Yeah. Like despite like loving the podcast and loving that we have a podcast, I'm also like podcasts are embarrassing because it implies that I think I have something to say. I think mm-hmm. like and I don't want anybody to think because that I think <laughs> this is like to our credit, I think that we have consistently been around since 2017 but because of that we have sort of seen the podcast industry life cycle almost take a full <laughs> turn <Yeah. laughs> so like yes. it used to not yeah. be as embarrassing um 
Yeah, it's gotten a lot worse. <laughs> used to be very cool, actually. We're gonna, but if you, you know, everything comes back around. I think if we just stick it out for like eight more years, yeah. it'll probably be super cool again. I yeah. think. I think that's the plan because I think ultimately, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think ultimately we have fun sitting here talking about books. So. Yeah. Yeah. We would love it if you listen. We would love for you to leave a review. But if you don't, mm-hmm. we're still, still we're gonna keep talking, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we're gonna be fucking pissed at you. So I don't think that you can just get away with not leaving. Also, I just checked Spotify, and now we have thirteen re- five oh, stars. What? Goodness, so that's good. Well, well, that's well. better. Wait, do we have any one? Has anyone here at this very moment? Not rated us oh, on Spotify. No, Emily. Right Emily. <laughs> I'm doing it right now. Okay. So you have to when, do it on your phone. Oh, when Spotify wrapped dropped a few weeks ago, um, like everyone at work was like, oh, we had a, a whole like Slack channel where it was like, mm-hmm. drop your embarrassing Spotify rap things. And I just used it as an opportunity to be like, why is my podcast not on any of your top five podcasts? <laughs> and like right? several people were yeah. like, you first you have a podcast and i was like yes here <laughs> yes. it is so i was hoping that people felt guilty enough from that that maybe they would just leave a rating <laughs> one would hope um yeah i think also like people don't realize you can even do that on spotify because yeah. it's newer and you still can't feature. do it on your computer which is dumb yeah but hey, remember when we couldn't even get on Spotify? <laughs> I remember Those when we had a, an insult made it, baby. to Spotify on our website. Mm-hmm. Was, yeah, Kelly, I think you yeah. wrote it. Like, we're available anywhere you get yeah. your podcast except for on Spotify. Those exclusive assholes. <laughs> and it was like, we made it. We have to take that That's down it. now. <laughs> Anyway, thanks, Spotify. We we got, there's a lot of stuff on the website that we need to update. Like, there's like f- several new pets that need to I be know. added. Oh, poor yeah. Shemby. Phantom didn't even poor get Shemby. on there at all. Poor pizza. pizza. I know, Phantom never made. We can add Phantom. We have to. And we, yeah, yeah we got to do that. We got plans. We have to have our, we have to also plan our meeting. This is, I'm going to delete this, but <laughs> yeah. we have to plan our business. Um, yes, we should do meetings. Business. Meeting. Business, business, time. important business things. We are business women. What's on our blog? And what is on our blog? Yeah, that is definitely <laughs> run like a stuff. business. Yeah, it's all Emily. Emily, what's yeah. on um, your, your blog? It's Emily's business. The blog but, that we and host yet she will not reply on the website to our Imogen obviously post. While she does Christmas posts. I'm in the middle of something right now. It's called 12 <laughs> Days of Christmas Movies. Um, so I'm going to actually write one tonight. Um, i got to ramp it up. I have several in the, like, that I've watched that I just need to in the write tank. up. Several in the tank that I need to write up. I think next is going to be It's a Wonderful Knife, which is Ooh, yeah. a Christmas yeah, horror yeah. film. Not starring Joel McHale, but Joel McHale is in it. He's there. He's, he's there. Um, <laughs> if he's in it, he's starring. Yeah, basically. Um, but yeah, it's like a. It's like exactly what it sounds like. It's it's a wonderful life, but a Murder. slasher movie. So there you go. Um, I I laughed because I opened my letterbox and I saw 
Emily's rating for this film, which said, nobody told me there would be queer love in this movie. Heart yeah. emoji. So I have decided, if you want to follow me over on Letterboxd, I've decided that for the 12 Days of Christmas movies, I will be leaving a one-sentence review on Letterboxd. Oh, this is just for those? I thought you meant for every movie ever. Oh, I, I don't think I can commit to that, but... <laughs> <laughs> one one sentence reviews for the Christmas movies, um, mm-hmm. just to give you a little teaser and to help me remember what I want to talk about when I actually read it. So I don't know if that will continue with any other movies. I've definitely I've definitely watched movies in between the Christmas movies and not left reviews. I tend to review bad movies more than I review good movies on Letterboxd. Well, guess more Usually fun. for a good movie, I'll just give it a star rating and move on. Guess what? For the bad ones. A lot of these Christmas movies, they're bad. <laughs> they're really bad. Mm-hmm. You don't say. Um, I will also say, coming soon to the blog, as soon as I can finish the book, after three years of patient waiting, <laughs> I have received... Caroline Calloway's <gasps> three years debut oh, novel Jesus. Scammer. Wow. Are we sure it's a novel? It's a novel? Uh, well, I don't know. Or is it a memoir? It's a it memoir fish. Um <laughs> Yep. And I'm I'm reasonably sure I like harassed her into sending it finally because I saw she was shipping it to all these other people. And I never got mine. I was like, hello, I ordered this in 2020. May I have this book? And she was like, if you order now, you can get it before Christmas. And I was like, can I get mine before Christmas? Mm-hmm. And then mysteriously, it shipped that day. Hmm. There you go. Christmas has come. <laughs> yep. yep. I'm happy for you. So that's coming soon. Mm. All right. Coming soon to a blog. I've got nothing coming up soon on the blog. Kelly, I'm going to guess you don't either. So. Well, you know, I would if Emily wanted (laughs) to A, blog about Imogen, obviously, or B, blog about the Queer Girl Book Club book that I finished months ago. I was wondering, okay, I forgot if we had talked about the <laughs> <or> not. <laughs> no. Uh, I, in the back of my head, I was like. Because you kept saying, I'm almost done. Oh, no, I've been done with that for a while. <laughs> you didn't ever tell me that you finished it. <laughs> I was like, huh, did we vlog about that? And I forgot, but I guess not. <laughs> okay, well, coming in January, maybe. We're going to recap. I think. We're going to recommit to the book club. Yeah. 2020. Yeah, we we have to do an a uh, um a like recommitment ceremony mm-hmm. like people do for that their does marriages. Like mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a very gay It'll space. be appropriate. Appropriately yeah. gay. Appropriately gay is the name of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're changing it. It is time for a rebrand <laughs> since we've been through that yeah. whole podcast yeah. life cycle I was referencing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we started, we have to start seasons too, because I feel like other podcasts have seasons and we've just been 
Yeah, we kind of like fucked Go ourselves on. when we didn't. I know do they season. never they never did that when we yeah. started. I know that was not a thing. Now we uh, just have one really long season one. Um, <laughs> yeah, what if we just like decided to start season two <laughs> like next year? <laughs> season Let's one has it. like a hundred and sixty something. <laughs> All right, the next episode is going to be season two. Episode one. <laughs> yes. We should have done that, though, to, like, give ourselves a break, a break and, like, time to do stuff ahead, put stuff in the tank. But it just wasn't – it didn't, like, exist at the time. I mean, it existed if you were, like, serial. Yeah. yeah. And that like was, like, the only types of podcasts that had seasons. For your podcast. Yeah. yeah. Ah. Anyway, coming soon on but season two. But it's too two. late, and we've committed. All new stuff. <clears throat> season two, episode one, best of 2023. <laughs> yeah, episode 200 can be the first episode of season two. Each season is 100 episodes. Oh, my God. Is that, how, how close are we to episode 200? I thought I had just okay. looked, and it said 181 episodes. Okay, so we're almost there. We're almost there. Um... I mean, not to toot our own horns, but, like, toot toot, that's pretty impressive that we've done that many. Yeah. I mean, I haven't done that many. You guys have. (laughs) I mean, I think we all stepped away. We've all taken breaks when we needed to, and that's okay. Not 40. Um, So, yeah, as we were saying, season two, episode one will be best of 2023. We're bringing it back. We didn't do one last year. We did a pod instead. But I feel like we enjoy doing a podcast episode about it. So we're doing it on January 9th. It's coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, hoping to get a few things. And that's still one of. Before... I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, it's still one of my favorite episode titles ever was one of our best ofs when you said um, the episode title was Baby Yoda is Better Than Breathing. <laughs> <laughs> that was the year of Baby Yoda. Yeah. Um, what is 2023 the year of? You're going to have to tune in to find out. Taylor Swift. Yeah, I was like, it's probably Taylor Swift. <laughs> hey, if I don't or make Beyonce. the rules. Time Magazine makes the rules. <laughs> I'm just going to be quietly booing for it's that okay. entire. Kelly and I um, are going to say of... that 2023 is the year of Charles Melton. Probably. He's come up. <laughs> it's his year. Yes. Wait, who? The year of Reggie from Riverdale. Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. Sure, um, sure. If you have to say, yes. wait, who? Then you need to I only know him December. as Reggie from Riverdale. Did you watch May December yet, Mary? No, yes. I haven't. So good. Oh my God. I did you watch must. the Brittany Vaughn video about oh my God. So Mary you're Kayla ready. Turner you're ready. to like, get ready, though. It's such a good, that was a good Watch one. it. It's so good. Yeah. It's it's thrilling. Amazing. Just, anyway, we're getting ahead um, of Our next book episode... <laughs> Will be on season two, episode biography two. of X by Catherine Lacey. Yeah. Um. Also, sorry, my internet is lagging. Okay. Uh, so. I understood what you said. Anyway, yes. Um. And also on that episode, confirmed now, I will be having an interview with Emily Austin. Sweet, we love. Um, that will be separate because she was like, I don't think I can make the uh full episode work. Which is fine. But um, yeah, so we will be, we'll have an interview with her and then we'll be discussing Biography of X by Catherine Lacey, which is also a like meta, mm-hmm. 
metabiography book situation, which I think will be fun. Yep. Todd just um, checked this out from the library, and I was like, that sounds familiar. <laughs> and then he took it back. He was like, yeah, I don't want to read this, actually. Uh-oh. Well, you got to read it. Yeah. And now I was like, this is why it sounds familiar. <laughs> Todd's homophobic. Uh, he, I mean, okay. he, it wasn't, I think he's just in a fantasy yeah. hole right now, you know? So he was like, oh, this isn't a fantasy. Ah, uh, fantasy hole. Yeah. Well, for those those of you wondering, and we never do this, but I will give a short description that I see on Google, which is Biography of X is an alternative history novel by Catherine Lacey, which purports to be a 2005 biography of the musician and artist X written by her widow, C.M. Luca, as a response to an unauthorized and apparently inaccurate biography of her wife written That's after her death. That's not confusing already. There's a lot there. So it's a fake biography written by someone in response to a fake so unauthorized much. So much biography. Happening. I'm worried I'm going to be confused. Yeah, especially because that all started out with it purports to be. So (laughs) none of that might be real. I think that the book just presents itself like it's a real biography. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it's obviously fiction. Mm -hmm. Yes. I like the cover, Coming up on season two. It's... Yep. Uh, suspenseful, etc. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Um, you can follow us on social media. We are at Book Squad Goals on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Blue Sky. Mm-hmm. Um, I still don't know what yeah. that is. You, you guys. can email us. Real? You don't. Yeah, it's real. Okay. You don't need to know though. I'll let it go. Don't worry about um, it. <laughs> it's real, but is it important? Eh. Um. Our email address is, is the squad at booksquadgoals.com. If you have comments or questions about this episode or any other episode, if you have like any disputes about wh- how we interpreted the story of this book, please, please let us board. know because I would love to know I what happened. Award. If you have pictures <laughs> of the board, <laughs> if you have pictures, if you are Catriona Ward, please yes. write in. <laughs> please send the board. Whoa. We've got an official chant. Um, what else? Oh, yeah. We have a Patreon. <laughs> um, if you're feeling very uh, giving this holiday season, if you're feeling in the spirit of donation and you want to give, please consider subscribing to our Patreon. It's $3 yeah. a month and you get pet pictures. And you'd get to know that you're supporting a bunch of people who don't get paid for doing this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we would really appreciate that. Um, and you can leave us a rating interview on Apple Podcasts. You can subscribe to us wherever you get podcasts. Please wow. do that. And I think that's everything. Mm-hmm. This is our last episode of the year. What a ride. Season two is going to be twice as long. (laughs) Great season one, ladies. What a good season. Thanks for sticking with us through this whole season. Yep. Our grandchildren are going to have to take the mantle eventually and do this podcast for us. (laughs) 
Tschüss. <lacht>